I'm not making a difference in the world. I'm not making that difference in anything. Like I'm getting up, I'm same thing, making breakfast, doing laundry. And then it's like Groundhog Day every day. And then I started looking at it differently because the conversations you have and these little choices that you make every day really do make a difference in other people's lives. parents out there. Michelle Abraham, your host of Blissful Parenting. Today, I am bringing you an awesome interview with Simone Canego. Simone is the author of an amazing book, and I'm going to bring up the page so I don't mess up the name of the book <laughs> because it's such a great book, but it's The Extraordinary Unordinary You. So I love the name of your book, Simone, and today we're talking about how when you are an extraordinary mom, but you feel less than ordinary, <laughs> to say the least, this is going to help motivate you today. And I hope this is going to inspire you to have lots of the world today in North America are heading back to school this week. So Simone, welcome. Thank you for being here with us today. Thanks so much for having me here today. Awesome. Let me tell your audience just a little bit more about you, Simone. So you are a mom of six kids and four dogs <laughs> and the author of the book, The Extraordinary and Ordinary You, which is amazing. So we're super blessed to have you here sharing some really insights on um, what you're doing as a parent, what you've done to what you've kind of learned from your book. So you're from Florida and you had a master's in accounting and then you became a certified public accountant and then realized that numbers wasn't your passion. And mm -hmm. so uh, it's led you to become an elementary school and exceptional education teacher to work with children. And so today you are inspired to help people in expanding their life and sharing their stories and your experiences to motivate others to make a difference in this world. And you've done some extraordinary things like climbing Kilimanjaro, raising funds for awareness for the Living Foundation, served six years in the National Young Leadership Cabinet for the Jewish Federations of North America, and you brought three children and you've adopted three children all over where you talk about that and you've authored this book. So, so many cool things about you, Simone. I'm excited to dive in and hear some more of your motivating stories. So uh, let's Thanks. do it. Absolutely. Awesome. Okay. So tell us a little bit about your story as a mom. Yeah. So my oldest is 25. I've been married to my husband for 28 years and I got married at 21 and Yes, we're still married, <laughs> but we- Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I say that to him every day. Congratulations. I'm still here. No, I'm <laughs> um, We had three children and then we still felt like we were capable of more and we decided to adopt. And so we adopted our son, Noah. He's now 15. He was four months old and he's from South Korea. And then our next son- Ari is from Ethiopia. He was four and a half years old and he's 17 now. And then Millie, she is also from Ethiopia and she was two and a half years old and she's now 13. So they do grow up, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and it goes by so fast. I mean, you know, yes, there's a lot of chaos, but it's, um, it's amazing. And they bring so much to our lives. Yeah, and I bet you can imagine your own children too having uh, brothers and sisters from all over the world too. Maybe gave them a really cool, like multicultural sense of you know growing up in like a, such a diverse household. How how is that experience? Do you think for your kids growing up? Definitely. I mean, I think all of the all of our kids just feel that it's well, depending on the day, right? I mean, they're kids, so. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I think that they have learned so much about the world, so mm -hmm. much about what 
love is, what being a family means. And Mm -hmm. so I really think that it has really, you know, opened up their eyes to a lot of different things. And, you know, it's been an amazing experience for all of us. And just like anything with parenting, there are really tough days and there are really amazing days. And, you know, when, and when you have those really amazing days, you forget about the tough days because you know that every moment, the good and the bad is all worth it. Right. Definitely. I love your, I love your take on that because, you know, if we keep that in our minds on those bad days, then that's going to help us get through those, those tougher days. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. So what inspired you to write your book? Really being able to share our stories. So I do talk about the kids' adoption stories. I talk about climbing Kilimanjaro, our life as a multicultural family. And what I've realized over time is that the choices that we make every day, they matter. Sharing our stories matter. You can inspire other people with your stories. And so I felt it was important to be able to put it down on paper. I was doing public speaking. I still do public speaking. But as part of that experience, I was like, you know, let me share my stories in a different way. And so I decided to write a book. And my husband kind of laughed at first. He's like, that's amazing. And you know, you're not a writer. (laughs) And I said, I know, I know. But again, I think that I went through so much of my life limiting myself by labeling myself the I'm just a stay-at-home mom or I'm just Rob's wife or whatever I was justifying, right? We're justifying what we're doing with our lives, but we shouldn't need to justify anything. Like we're, we are, I am a mom, I am Rob's wife, I am all these things. And so the more I kind of looked into my stories and how people felt about my stories, I thought, okay, I'm going to write a book. And hopefully if it can inspire one person, then it's, you know, I've done my job. So Oh, I love that. I really feel, I feel like that's really our true calling. If we can, if we can go out there and inspire at least one person, then we're, then we're doing our job. Right. And I love what you say on your website, you said, share your story, encourage those around you, motivate, inspire, give in doing so you'll change the world. And it's interesting because we talked a lot about things that we can do, starting with ourselves as parents first, and then the things that we can do in our home that will just make that ripple effect out there in the world, um, outside of us and the impact we can make in that way. Can you share some lessons or some things that you've learned along the way that could, could help us with that? Absolutely. So I think so many times we go through our lives, like with our heads down from point, at least I did from point A to point B, like not really paying attention to the stuff in the middle, which is the really, really important stuff. So I've learned to all of those moments, even the difficult ones, to really try to enjoy all of them because you only get them once. They're, you know, that moment in time is is gone once it's gone. You know, for me, one of the biggest things with especially six kids is that it just, you know, there's the days that are really hard, then I focus on, okay, tomorrow. What am I going to be doing tomorrow? What cool things am I going to be doing tomorrow? And also as you know, a parent, as a mom, like as a woman, like how important it is to take care of ourselves. I think sometimes we have this sense of guilt when we're doing something for ourselves, but we shouldn't because self-care for me, at least it, it makes me better, right? It makes me Absolutely. more patient. It makes me more willing to do new things and and it took me a long time to get to that point because for a long time, I, I think I felt guilty of taking time for myself. And then I realized, wait, no, I shouldn't feel guilty because it's good for my kids to see how important it is mm-hmm. so that they can move forward with this in their future. 
Yeah, absolutely. You're setting a great example for your kids too and how important it is to take care of yourself. I think our kids always, I always, I mean, I've definitely experienced that myself as a mom with two kids, the guilt of like taking the time away to go do my own thing, but you come back so much stronger and so much more refreshed and like have better, better headset, a better head on you when you can deal with the difficult situations and the difficult days. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's funny that we put that on us though, that we make ourselves feel guilty for it, or we worry so much about what anybody else is going going to think when honestly, like our, I think it's great for our kids to see that we do things for ourselves. You know, I had people say to me when I went to climb Kilimanjaro, isn't that a little selfish? And I was like, no, it's self-care. Like this is like, and for me, it was for my kids to see that when you set a goal and you put in the work behind it, trust me, I am not an athlete. I have never climbed anything before. I had never climbed anything before, but to be able to commit to that and for them to see that, I think now looking back at the time, it was just like, okay, I just got to get there. But looking back now, seeing that it did make a huge impact because they were able to see that setting a goal, putting the work behind it, that Mm. you can do it, you, and not limiting yourself by labeling yourself in a certain way. Yeah. And it's interesting. And you've done several things. Like you've done the Susan G. Komen three-day walk twice and marathon in California and Kilimanjaro. So have you always set goals and done things like that, obviously for yourself too, but just to show your children that they can do that too? I haven't always done that, but I realized that that's the way that I get really motivated. Mm. So it's good for me to set a goal. Otherwise, sometimes I get in a rut. I mean, there's days that are like, I don't want to go to the gym. I don't. And I'm a person that who my entire life I've struggled with weight. And, you know, there's days where I didn't feel good about myself. I don't really think about that so much anymore. I really focus on all of the good things that instead of really focusing on Oh, I don't like the way I look in the mirror. I don't I don't look at it that way anymore. But for me to really get motivated, it's setting a goal of something kind of weird <laughs> to yeah. do, like something unique. Or My kids are like, fun. what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Because for me just getting on the treadmill or something like that is not like I I will force myself to do it, but it's, you know, it wouldn't be my out of really cuz I love to do that, just cuz I have to sometimes. So I always find an excuse not to. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And I found, um, I did, uh, oh my gosh, Grand Canyon with the, the, the the Canadian Diabetes Association. We raised money for it and then we, we hiked the Grand Canyon and I found like doing something like that, making a commitment to a goal and then, and then training for it and then doing it. And it was like something fun, right. And something that it was going to be like enjoyable. You're making a difference. And it was like, you could see, like, it was much more interesting and more fun than going, I found than going to the gym. And at that time I was a personal trainer. So <laughs> I just, I just felt it was like, it was like, I, I can totally relate with what you're saying. Like, it was just something that was like different, you know, that was not this, the, the go to the gym and check it off that you did a treadmill for 20 minutes every day kind of thing. It was something yeah. extraordinary, right? Exactly what your book says is something more extraordinary. You're creating a, a memory a lifetime memory and a story around something that you worked hard to do and then a cool goal. Yeah. And, you know, I think sometimes we get stuck in that what checking the boxes every day, right? Like we, Mm -hmm. okay, we get up, we make breakfast, we do the laundry, we, you know, all these things that we do. And I, I think that for me, it was, you know, I did feel like I was stuck, right? I, I, and I think most parents at some point will, will feel that way. And 
but realizing that you're not and you have choices every day and you know not only choices of what to do but choices about how you reach out in the world. I mean, you can choose to be happy, right? You can, I mean, there's always outside forces, but you know, we don't have to go through and say, oh my gosh, today's going to be a crappy day because, and I think for a long time I would do that. I was like, oh my gosh, I have so much to do today. I don't even want to get out of bed. And now I say, yeah, okay, I'm going to get it done. And then I get to do something really fun, like getting on a show like this with you. So, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome. I love it. And you know, like, I think it happens after we have kids and, you know, our parents that are listening today are, you know, school age, kid age, and, you know, we've gone through the the early, early years where you feel like you're totally lost yourself for a few years there. And you come out of that darkness and that fog and you're like, Ooh, okay. Like now I can like, feel like I can take that time away where the kids will be okay. If I leave for an hour for myself, <laughs> everything's going to be fine. You know, you feel like you have a little bit more time on your hands, so you, you know, whether at school or something. So how, what's some steps for our, our maybe moms who are feeling less than extraordinary right now, <laughs> what are some things they can do to kind of help get themselves out the door in the first place? The way I kind of work my day now is I start with positive affirmations, which 10 years ago, I would have laughed at myself if I would have said, oh, the future you is going to be doing this. But um, <laughs> I really do mm-hmm. think it it helps me a lot. And it helps me also with my kid interactions, like first thing in the morning when, you know, it's all falling apart and I can just sit there and say, oh, well, it'll be fine. Like, you know, they're, they're going to go to school and then I'll have a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and that's just, just how it goes. But so I do, I do that. And I think that helps a lot. But then I also, it's really, for me, it's a really big mindset thing of how I want to go through my day and what I want to be thinking about. And, and that has changed for me a lot too. It really has, I try to focus on what do I want, not what I can't do. I've had many conversations with people where they say, oh, I can't do that. Okay. Well, do you want to do that? No, I don't want to do that. I said, okay, well, then you don't want to do that. Ask yourself what you want to do each day. Mm-hmm. And and I think that helps me a lot too, of really thinking about not using words that, because words matter. So not using words that kind of make me feel like I can't do something, even though that's not what I want to do. So really looking at the positive. And I really... I can't, I, my mom will say to me, I don't know how you do it. And I said, you do it. That's how you do it. You know, she's like, cause I have one sister and she said that just keeping track of six <laughs> and I said, well, you know what, guess what? I'm human. Mistakes happen. Like, and you have to not look back. Like something happened. It's in the past. You move forward. And so that's part of my day too. And, and there's a lot of things that, you know, I make a list, I lose my list, I find my list. And, you know, and usually when I find my list, most of the things have already been done, but the things that haven't been completed, oh, that's what tomorrow's for. And so kind of that's another way I look at it as well so that I, you know, don't lose my mind as I'm trying to have a really great day. <laughs> okay. And I like what you said about just like, ask yourself what you want. Cause I like, when what was the last time most of us really did ask ourselves, what do we want? And not just what we should be doing. And, you know, we should honor ourselves a lot, but we should be asking ourselves, what is it? What do we want? What's going to make us happy? And uh, I think that was a really good, a really good point you made to just do something and check in with yourself if that is what you do want to do. And if it's not, then find something that you do want to do because it's going to make it that much easier to get going on. Absolutely. And again, we have choices every day. So it's like sometimes they're really small choices, but they're still our choices. And I think when we feel that we have like the power to make those choices, it helps our mindset as well. 
Mm-hmm. Now you have, you know, the belief that like your simple actions every day can make a big difference in the world. So can you kind of talk to, uh, talk to us a little bit about what your beliefs are on that? Yeah. Again, something it took me a long time to get to, because I think for a long time, I thought I'm not making a difference in the world. I'm not making a difference in anything. Like I'm getting up, I'm same thing, making breakfast, doing laundry. And then it's like Groundhog Day every day. And then I started looking at it differently because the conversations you have and these little choices that you make every day really do make a difference in other people's lives. So when you're a great example is my husband hates anything to do with customer service. He doesn't want to make a call. He doesn't want to do anything. And because he doesn't want to be confrontational. And I said, but you don't have to be confrontational. Like, remember the person that you're calling, their name isn't customer service. They're an actual person. And when you treat them like an actual person, I mean, they can't always fix everything, but you're not going to feel bad. And so I think that that's a big part of how I go through life is that I try to have those conversations when I used to sit down on a plane. Of course, that's a little different now, but mm-hmm. you know, you have a conversation with people and you learn about their lives and you and those conversations really do make a difference in their day. Doing simple things like checking in on your neighbor and not freaking out when you go through the you know, I had a story with my daughter where we were going through the Starbucks drive-through line and I was waiting outside the line because there wasn't enough space. And so I was trying to like perfectly position my car so I wasn't blocking anyone in the parking lot. And of course, I'm waiting. And sure enough, another car jumps in front of me and goes into the line when the line started moving. Mm -hmm. And I lost it. I was like screaming and my, (laughs) you know, swearing. And my daughter's like, Mom, are you okay? (laughs) And I'm like, no, I'm not okay. And she's like, well, I think you might have forgotten a few things about patience and kindness <laughs> and understanding. You might need to reread your own book. And um, <laughs> like it was such a it was such a great call out from her because, you know, yeah, we're human. We have moments, right? And mm-hmm. then sure enough, we get up to the uh, window to pay and the car in front of us paid for our drinks. It was a great teaching moment for my daughter, not that I taught her anything, but she taught me (laughs) in that moment, you know, to really, uh, to appreciate all those things and to really remember that we do have a choice in how we react to things that happen. And sometimes our kids are the ones doing the teaching. Actually, yeah. a lot of times, a lot of times our kids are the ones doing the teaching. Yeah. No, my, my, might've been one of the days you didn't get out for a hike or a walk or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's usually when that happens. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was, it was a few months ago when we were definitely kind of closed in at that point. And so I think that, you know, everybody was like on high reaction mode and, right. but it was, you know, it was a good reminder of that, like those choices that we make yeah. and the fact that that woman, you know, bought us drinks, it's something that I'll never forget. So that mm-hmm. small act of kindness really kind of changed my whole day and how, so those little things really do make a big difference. Yeah. It's awesome. And even though you wrote a book about it too, you still need to be reminded of it sometimes. Oh. And, I, and I think that's a, that's a really great vulnerable story too, to show like, you know, it, nobody's perfect. It, we always, we always just kind of go day by day and, and do the best we can. Yeah. I mean, we're all human, right? And there's, you know, so it's, and there is no such thing as perfection. And 
you know, it's, uh, yeah, each day is different and each day is sometimes funnier than the one before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Any tips for parents that, you know, going through the last 18 months has been a bit of a struggle for a lot of people, been home, a lot of family, a lot of, a lot of things going on. Any, any suggestions or tips for uh, families that are struggling with all the kids home at the moment? <laughs> I think in understanding that we're all struggling together, I think sometimes we feel like we're we're the only one struggling and you're not the only one struggling. It's it's been a struggle for everyone and understanding that it is especially with younger kids that haven't been able to go anywhere. It's it was a hard 18 months and it's going to be a hard however long moving forward because things have changed so much. Um but I think that really looking at yourself and saying, I'm not alone, that we're in this struggle together. And for me, what I've realized too, is that reaching out to other people, it doesn't mean that we're vulnerable. It doesn't mean that we're weak. It means that we're human. So when we say, hey, I'm struggling with this, you're usually going to find that the other person is going to say either, I struggled with that before, I'm struggling with that now, or how can I help you? And I think it's always important to remind ourselves that we are not alone. Mm, yeah. And to reach out, especially, especially in the times where you feel isolated, reach out for someone to, uh, you know, talk just to talk to you helps a lot. Yeah. I really appreciate what you said there too. You know, making, making time for, you know, yourself, even when you're all in the house together too, a little bit trickier when everyone's under the same roof, but it's mm-hmm. still just as important to do that. And I think going back to what your original you know, your book and your original, you know, what we were talking about was finding something extraordinary, something, finding something fun to do to like help excite you and motivate you. I think this is a perfect time in the world to find something like that, that gets you excited. We are so focused on what's going on globally right now with all sorts of different things happening that some, I think finding something that we can look forward to and finding something that we can go and do or work towards, I think would be a perfect thing for parents to do right now too. Yeah. And when I climbed Kilimanjaro, it was one of those things, again, not not a bucket list thing, but just kind of happened, right? But what I like to say to people is find your Kilimanjaro. What, you know, what would challenge you? What would inspire you so that, because for me, it was a really big moment when I reached the summit where I don't think I realized how much self-doubt I had for so long, not just about this, but about so many things in my life. And it was kind of a moment where I said, wow, I I can do things like this and I got to let go of that doubt. And so I think that for anybody listening, it's figuring out what's your Kilimanjaro, what, what challenge do you want to do? What in, you know, it doesn't have to be anything. It can be whatever you want it to be and, but make it about you because you matter and, you know, you need to spend some time for yourself. Love that. Uh, Simone, where can we find more about your book? Where can we get your book from? Yeah, you can find more on my website, simonecanego.com. You can find my book pretty much on any online, any place online that sells books. Amazon has it and most of the online bookstores have it as well. So yeah, and I would love if you read it, I would love to hear from you because really it's about human connection and it's important for me to be able to share my stories and I love to hear other people's stories as well. That's awesome. And I, you know, it's so great. Nothing's greater than being an author and hearing that someone's hearing someone write your book, how much they loved it. I think that's so great. I always reach out to authors when I read their books. I think it's a great way because they love hearing from you. And so again, Simone's book's called The Extraordinary Unordinary You. So make sure you guys go check it out. 
And uh, go find out more about Simone at uh, Simone Canego. That's K-N-E-G-O.com. And you can check out her website. And uh, if you are booking speakers, she also is a speaker. So you can bring her in to speak uh, wherever your organization is. So Simone, thank you so much for being with us today. I think, you know, you've really inspired and motivated some of our parents. I know you've motivated and inspired me. I don't have a current goal right now to do anything exciting. And that's a really big part of my life. I've always gone always done stuff that's been really cool or fun and you know but people are always like wow that's awesome that you did that but I don't have anything like that right now so as we were talking I was like I really need to think about what I want to do next so what's the next fun adventure and I always I have the water bottle right here that says say yes to adventure because it reminds me (laughs) gotta do something fun (laughs) it just helps with your whole mental health and whole disposition so uh, it's awesome any last words for our parents Simone? Probably the biggest thing that I I like to say, because this was a realization over time, is that we don't need to change who we are. We need to change the way we see ourselves. And so when we look at ourselves and say, I I truly believe in myself, I can do this and I want to do this, then for me, the world changed. So Mm, I love that. It's great. Don't need to change who you are, just how we see ourselves. Love it. Yep. Thank you so much, Simone, yep. for being with us today. Blissful Parents, make sure you go check us, Simone, wherever you can on social media at her website, SimoneKnego.com, or and go order the book, The Extraordinary Unordinary You. Thanks so much, Simone. We'll see you again. Thank you for listening to the Blissful Parent Podcast. For complete transcriptions of this show, as well as helpful links to resources mentioned in this episode, please visit our website at theblissfulparent.com. 